you know, even the best runners, they always had their first run. That is so worth it, especially if you run in the morning. This is the Picnic Pod with Georgia and Alex. Intervals or long runs or tempo runs. That's not where the adaptations happen. Hey everyone, in today's episode, Alex and I were joined by the wonderful Sammy Staines. As a dietitian, she specialises in performance nutrition, as well as being incredibly passionate about helping clients develop a positive relationship with food. As a keen runner herself, we thought it would be a great opportunity to pick her brain about all things running and running nutrition. Alex and I enjoyed this chat so much and are so thankful for Sammy for hopping on as our first guest for 2024. Let's get into it. Alrighty, well, welcome, Sammy. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, we'll start off with our recommendations of the week, which is what Alex and I usually do with each episode. For this week, I don't have anything super duper exciting, but for any Beyonce lovers out there, if you haven't already listened to her two new songs that she released, surprisingly, go and do that. It's um, quite enjoyable. It's like country vibe, isn't it? Yeah, I got my mum and brother dancing along last night to it. So that was fun. Alrighty, Alex, what was yours? My recommendation of the week is the new Netflix TV show, One Day. Um, it follows this these two, like, friends that met each other, like, on their final day of university. And it's 14 episodes long um, and it, it's you meet them on the same day every year over a 20 year span. So every episode takes place in a different year on that same day. Um, there was a movie with Anne Hathaway, which I think got really bad reviews when it came out. Um, but this is a very good show. I like, if you like normal people and like the movie Love Rosie, that kind of vibe, you will froth this show because I devoured it in one day and was like bawling my eyes out so yeah I haven't got anything good to watch at the moment so that sounds good to me (laughs) my recommendation I don't know I had a couple in mind and now I'm like neither of you guys said a food one so I'm gonna save my food one um so I don't know it I tried the it's a caramel honey macadamia connoisseur I don't know if you guys have tried it yum I had that and then my parents gave me some homemade figs not homemade figs homegrown (laughs) figs and then I made some homemade fig jam and I put it all together and it was probably one of the yummiest things I've ever eaten in my whole life um yeah make fig jam (laughs) not that that's hard no it was actually very easy we just cooked it and it made jam um and then I put it with some ice cream and it was I don't know how to just try it (laughs) I have one more recommendation go to the doctor and um go talk about the things that you've been meaning to talk about because I went this morning and talked through a lot of stuff and it was actually so helpful. I feel like sometimes you get crappy doctors or not ones that want to listen to you, but it's worth going. And we literally sorted out like three separate things that I've been meaning to sort out for ages and I was feeling so relieved and yeah, so I recommend that as well. Something else that we've wanted to start doing on the pod is asking our guests what is their favorite thing to bring along to a picnic oh that's a good question um well my mum recently bought the most delicious cheese that I've ever had um it almost tasted like dessert that's how like 
delicious it was. I keep talking about these sweet things, but it was a coconut and lemon cheese. Um, it literally just tasted like lemon meringue, but that, I don't know, I love a bit of sweetness with cheese, so that was super yummy. Um, I would bring that. Just, just the little things like that. <laughs> if anyone hasn't met me before, I am Sammy, or on Instagram, I'm Nourished by Sammy. I am a dietitian. I've been a dietitian for two and a half years, and I work for a company called Ideal Nutrition. And I've been working there for just almost, a, oh, just over a year and a half. And yeah, I work in the space of like performance nutrition. So it's like sports nutrition, but we really want to focus on the performance side of things. And yeah, my big thing that I'm into at the moment is the running, running nutrition stuff. Cause like everyone's probably noticed running is popping off and I've been a runner for as long as I can remember. So it just happens to be my favorite thing. And I'm like, Oh, if everyone else is keen, like let's go. Uh, so yeah, I've been really going into that a bit more in the last like couple months and it's been so fun it just seriously is my passion area so it's really nice to feel like other people care about it too <laughs> and it's um yeah been super fun getting more runners all different kinds of runners like all different distances and yeah running is very special in my opinion um I know we're going to talk heaps about it so um yeah so Sammy I know that running has been something that you've done for a very long time so what's been your favorite accomplishment or I guess highlight um to date that you've had with your running um there's probably I know it's a bit I'm stretching the question a bit but there's two really cool moments I have with running and both actually did happen last year and they're cool because there's different experiences but they both they both made me feel really good so uh one of them was in the I did the Gold Coast half marathon and that was probably my favorite race I've ever run because I just felt good the whole time. It was the first time I'd ever really nailed my nutrition myself really well. And I paced myself really well. I ran with um, my friend Rose the whole race pretty much. And I was just having a ball. Like it was just so fun. And I was just smiling the whole time, even though it was a bit painful, I was smiling the whole time. Um, and that just that feeling that you can like just run a really good race. Um, at, like if you do all the things well with nutrition and do a decent amount of training, it can just feel really fun. Um, the other one though, like was a bit more, I don't know, like I pushed myself out of my comfort zone, went up to Malulaba and did a race completely by myself. Like there was no other human being that I knew <laughs> that was running that race. So I went up there all by myself and that was when my partner was away as well. Um, so I had no one to support me. It was just me. So I just did it all by myself. And I was really proud of that because I just feel like a lot of, like you do go for the whole atmosphere and the vibes and to be with people, but um, it was just cool to, that I could do that. I don't know. Just go turn up by myself, be my own little, like I finished and I was like, whoa. And I was like, can someone take one photo for me just so I can like be a, like that I did it. Um, so yeah. And then I just finished when got myself something yummy to eat and just felt proud of myself. And that was cool. It was a cool little win. Yeah. That, that is really good. I remember when you did that race and it was a really nice moment for you to get out of your comfort zone with going to something by yourself but also running a really good 
run as well. Yeah, it was a PB, that one. That was good. So you alluded to at the start that you have always really loved running from a young age. For people who perhaps aren't really into running yet or would like to start, what would be, I guess, your advice to give to those people? Well, I think we've got to, we've got to think about this in a really like, I don't know, the way I like to think about it is, you know, even the best runners, they always had their first run. Like they were never just amazing from the start. Like they have just taken years and years and years and years to get there. Um, and even people that, um, like myself that have been running for a while, like it's not my first run. So don't, um, don't compare yourself to someone who's done hundreds of runs and stuff. And that's, that's fine. We all got to start somewhere. So don't, don't think you have to be amazing. Everyone's had their first run before. Um, and I think the thing that will help you feel really good during the run and make you not want to, uh, just sort of give it all up, I guess, is just, yeah, take your time, be slow. You don't even have to wear a watch. You don't have to wear any of the things or have Strava or do any of that. Just, just run because it feels so good, um, to just be moving in that way and have that space where it's just you, you relying on you and you just, I mean, you can have headphones in if you want, if you like that music and stuff, but it's just a really cool, um, space to just, I don't know, just take time for yourself and go for a run and don't rely on anything else telling you what to do. <laughs> um, cause yeah, who cares? You just did it. You just ran and it can be whatever pace you feel comfy at and whatever distance and there's no pressure at all. You'll eventually get to where you want to be if you keep at it. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Cause, um, I have been saying that I'm going to start running or like surely like a year now, Georgia, like I'm always telling her like, like I'm going to start, I'm going to start. And then I'll go for like one run and I'm like literally deceased 50 meters into it. And I'm just like, F this, like, I am not a runner, but I've gone for like walks with my partner and our dogs the past couple of days just to walk the dogs, like not really thinking like, oh, like I'm going to run or anything like that, like really to get out of the house. And the past couple of times I've done it, I've started to like run like seriously Good. so slow, like my partner is almost walking faster than what I'm running, but I mean, it's the slowest I've, like, ran. Like, I feel like I'm always like, oh, yeah, but I am running slow. But I feel like you're right, like, really slowing it down. I'm like, oh, like, it's actually not too bad. Like, when I've really, really slowed down. So, yeah. Yeah, just slowing it right down. And because you'll actually be able to train more frequently if you slow things down because if you do every race every run this is what I used to do I used to run every single run like 110% and just be like cooked and sore and tired and just feel awful after it and take ages to recover but like it's it's meant to be about 80% of your runs are meant to be really slow um they're meant to be there's only about 10 or 20% that if you want to push it to get your pace a little bit better like you can but it's like a lot of them are meant to be really, really slow. <laughs> so it's good. You're doing the right thing. Um, it's meant to feel comfortable, like breathing and talking and, and that it's meant to. So that's good. Um, do you listen to music or anything while you run or any podcast? I listen to anything? Picnic Podcast occasionally. 
<laughs> I do. <laughs> and it's good because it's nice to have little friends in my ears um, when I'm running because <laughs> um, it keeps me company. Um, or I do another podcast I do like listening to is, is a lovely lady um, called Catherine Kelly from New York. Um, her podcast is a running based podcast. Um, but she talks a bit about lifestyle and that as well. Um, she's called Fast and Flow on Instagram. Um, I think there might be some underscores or something. Uh, she's really good to listen to because she talks about like, yeah, why not everyone should be 100% and even just some other fun things about running, how to build your own marathon training program or how to do um, speed workouts yourself or how to do all these different things and even some body image stuff, even some relationship with food stuff. So she's got a really good mix of things and she's just coming from her own experience. Like she's not a, not a nutrition professional. She's almost certified run coach but really just like because then it's it's almost like I've got another friend in my ear again and I'm just like like having a conversation with her but like I'm just listening um then other than that uh I've just got a couple of my own playlists I I'm a bit I don't know I've made a couple over the years and they're just they're a bit more upbeat um I guess I do like Fred again <laughs> I do like um I don't know a bit of I like oh, what else do I like at the moment? I don't know. Um jungle giants or um glass animals, stuff like that. They're they're probably my favourite ones for running and stuff, yeah. music wise. <laughs> and then as far as running goes and what you wear, I would love to know if you have any recommendations for specific activewear brands or you like and especially shoes I know mm. that I've been asking you about shoes and I think you get a lot of questions yourself so yeah. what sort of tips or suggestions do you have with those two things um we'll go with I'll just go with the shoes first because I feel like yeah I really want to they're so important to get those right because for years I was just wearing the most random shoes and just thinking that was fine um but then I can't remember who out of our friend group might have been yeah, one of our friends started wearing like some nicer shoes and we're all like oh oh this is looking like this is the thing now like we're all running and we're wearing nicer shoes so then um yeah we started dipping into that I've tried a bunch from um Hoka or Hoka um I've tried a bunch of theirs and I do like quite a variety of their shoes they are really nice comfy squishy shoes so they don't last forever because they rely on a lot of cushioning so they do wear down but they are great to prevent um I think like knee-related injuries and stuff or um, like ankle-related injuries because they are quite cushiony. Um, just got to find the right ones for you because sometimes I feel like not all of them fit perfectly for everyone's feet. So there are heaps of varieties of those that, um, yeah, it's probably good to try some on and, and see how they work for you or look up some reviews. Um, but more recently I've been wearing the On Running shoes and I love them a lot. Um, I think they are a longer lasting shoe like for, for since I've got them three or four months ago they basically haven't worn down at all and I wear them for everything like intervals or long runs or tempo runs um so they're all the different kinds of runs like if you're going on a long run anything it's up to you how long that is but there's a long run interval runs are like having short sharp bits of speed and then you slow down um, and then like a tempo run is like a little bit longer than the interval where you're getting quite a bit of distance, um, at a fast pace. They're the, they're the main types of runs just for context. <laughs> um, but yeah, these shoes are great for all of those different 
types of runs. So they're my new favourite at the moment. And you, you've got hoppers, don't you, George? Yeah. You like them, though. I do like them. I think they, yeah, they definitely don't last as long as some other brands. I've only really tried Brooks before or Hockers, I say. Or I had Nike, like Nike ones when I was younger. Um, but I can't really recommend any just yet because I haven't done that much running in my experience. So um, I will go off your judgment better than mine. And then... Um, do you have any favourite crop tops or shorts that you run in? Oh, I just, I do love the LSKD everything. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's obvious from my Instagram and stuff, but it's my favourite for sure, like running gear. I find that it's, there's so many reasons why though. Like it's not just because they look, they look great. Um, I find that like a lot of the materials they use are like pretty sweat wicking, which is good. I mean, they've got pockets, a lot of them, they've got pockets on the sides, like a lot of the, um, sort of the bike shorts have those pockets which we love and then even their tops I find they just sit really well and they're very easy to adjust and make them more supportive or not yeah so they're probably my favorites I do like a lot of the Lulu lemon stuff or um, Lorna Jane stuff as well they're really good but just feel like I keep coming back to LSKD and they've got so many different styles and they're, they're so comfy for running so Sammy, moving into, I guess, a bit of your knowledge as a dietitian, for those who are wanting to, you know, get better at running or start running, what are your three main nutrition tips? Well, I love love this. I think um, the three main ones is tricky, but we'll, I'll try to summarise it. <laughs> I'll try to summarise I could talk about this forever, right? But um I think a, a lot of it, if you think about every time, every time you're going to go for a run, whatever you've had in the day before or the hours before is pretty much your fuel going into that run. So, you know, if you have a run in the morning, you've got to think, well, has my dinner been a really nice fueling dinner? Um, or if you're having a run in the afternoon, have I had a really nice fueling lunch? Um, and when we talk about like fueling, a lot of the time we're talking about the carbohydrate content of that meal because any any runner hopefully knows uh carbohydrates are our main source of fuel when we're doing any kind of like endurance sort of running that's you know up to up to a certain distance our body loves to use carbohydrates um it's what makes us go a bit faster makes have lots of energy yeah it's it's perfect perfect fuel so we want to make sure there's plenty of carbs coming in in the hours before our run um so yeah hopefully we've got a big meal with at least I like to do, I talk about portion plates and stuff like that, or sometimes some athletes talk about, yeah, using cup measurements or whatever, but thinking about the plate model, if it's a really good, like a really long run someone's prepping for, I want to make sure that half their plate is carbohydrates. That'll just be super sustaining for them for that whole run, because especially if they're running for like 60 or 90 minutes plus, um, you want to have maxed out your carbohydrate stores in your muscle and that amount of carbohydrates should be pretty decent at topping up majority of that. Um, not all of that, but a good amount of that. Um, so about half the plate, if it's a really long run, or even if it's, um, you know, more relaxed run, you still want the majority of um, your plate to be carbohydrates. So maybe more like a third if it is a shorter distance. Now, if you're waking up and you're doing a run first thing in the morning, you probably do want to top up with a little bit of carbs that morning as well. I think a lot of people miss out on that spot and they sort of just go, oh, can't eat before running in the morning. I feel sick or don't have enough time. And look, if you don't have the performance-based goal, maybe it doesn't matter. Um, maybe you just want to run because you just 
want to do that. But if you have any kind of performance-based goal, you want to get a little bit better or just feel a little bit better, it is really worth having the carbs before you run. And typically that one I aim for, for beginners, definitely around like half, like 0.5 grams per kilo of their body weight up to, and if you're a bit more like used to eating and training, up to one gram of carbs per kilo of body weight. And that's at least, you want to give your body plenty of time to digest that, like 30 up to 60 minutes. Some people need about 90 minutes. Um, I hope that makes sense to everyone. But so a really good example, like if someone's say 60 kilos, they want to get 30 grams of carbs in like at least half an hour before. Maybe they need a little bit of extra time if they're not used to digesting food that close before running. So you'd push it out a little bit if you needed. Um, yeah, but that's like to get your fueling on point, you definitely want to think about what are you doing hours before and then 30, 60, 90 minutes before, like that kind of time frame. what are you doing then? Something just super simple carbohydrate-rich foods. Like my favourite at the moment is like dried mango. Absolutely love that. Uh, or like an LCM bar or even dates. Some people love dates or like rice cakes with some honey. Um, even a bit of cereal, um, especially if someone's uh, needs a little bit more carbs. Like cereals are a really good way to get in quite a lot of carbs in like a small sort of portion uh, or toast or fruit toast or that kind of thing. Juice, um, <laughs> could go on forever. I'm like all those foods. And you go just try what, what like if something doesn't work for you, just try a different food or try a slightly smaller amount and build up to that 0.5 um, grams per kilo. Uh, yeah. So try a little bit of that stuff. I think that that is so worth it, especially if you run in the morning because it's been about eight hours since you last ate or more, maybe even eight, nine, ten hours since you last ate. And our glycogen stores and our liver glycogen depletes overnight. So you do need to top it up um, so that run actually <laughs> feels good and you can perform um, your best. So I feel like that's not that's tip number one, just fuel well beforehand, <laughs> if I summarise that really well. Um, fuel well beforehand, have plenty of carbs, um, and that'll just make you feel really good and you'll probably perform a little bit better as well. And then... I love talking about gels. Gels are one of my favorite topics because um, I think a lot of people kind of go, oh, do I need them? Or is it like even useful? What's the point? Or they won't take enough or this. Yeah, they are fantastic. And the reason they're fantastic is they are super quick, easy to, to digest carbohydrates that you can take during a run. They're in that like, little plastic packaging so you can put it in a pocket Um some are really easy to open, some are harder to open, so you're going to practice a bit of that stuff. Um, and they differ slightly in their carbohydrate content. Like some of them have, I've seen some have like 20 or even a little bit less than 20 grams of carbs per gel. And I've seen ones that have like 40 grams of carbs per gel. And so they would obviously be very different um, experiences <laughs> uh, for people and they would you know, depending on what you've practiced and stuff, maybe maybe you can do the 40 grams if you're a really well-trained athlete. But if you want to start with gels, you probably want to start at the smaller amount and sort of work your way up. I typically recommend people starting to think about having gels when they're running like like around, they're running around or just over the 60-minute mark. You want to start thinking about should I have a gel? It's especially if it's something like a, yeah, you're doing these long runs on the weekend and you've got a race coming up, like that, they're definitely times when you want to start thinking, should I be taking a gel? Um, so how frequently you want to have them. I like people to have my, like have gels around every 20 to 30 minutes. 
and it's good to start earlier than later in the race I find from a digestive perspective because the longer you're sort of running for the less blood flow there is going to our gut so this is why people do get a lot of gut upset um when they eat during runs is because there's not much blood flow going to the gut. It's all prioritized and moved to the muscles and the brain because they're the things that are working when you're doing the run. So if we just chuck a gel down there and it's been 45 minutes since we've used our stomach, like it's probably not going to feel very good. So I tend to have people start a little bit earlier with their first gel and it just, it tends to go quite well for them um, because it draws a little bit of blood flow back to the gut and that helps just keep that process going. Um, with a bit of digestion and stuff. So yeah, having a gel every 20 to 30 minutes if your, your run goes up just a bit above that 60 minute mark. Um, and yeah, that's that's the first place to start. And you can, you can try, there's a bunch of different gels um, available like on aid stations where I like to get all my gels from. Um, there are so many different varieties. I don't know if I want to go into too much detail of those, but um, some are like, just for example, some are like isotonic, so you don't need water with them. Um, some are a hydrogel form, so that means they digest slightly different. They pretty much bypass the stomach and go straight into your intestines and get digested really quickly, which is pretty nuts. Um, and then, yeah, some are just normal. They're just carbs. Um, they're like a bit of glucose and fructose, and you just have a bit of water with them and they digest um, pretty easy. But you're just going to try a few um don't give up if you don't feel good on the first one just take it a bit slower maybe sip on it rather than taking it all at once and make sure you're having water with those ones that um they're just the normal ones not the hydrogel or the isotonic ones if they're just a normal gel you gotta take some water with them <laughs> um otherwise they won't absorb very well i have i've done a post on them i did a post on it a little while ago so some some have extra things like caffeine or electrolytes in them which you know, most of the time there's not much of that in there because they're just trying to get as much carbs in a small little packet as possible. But yeah, you can think about as well with these runs, like I need to get some electrolytes in, I need to get some caffeine in. They're, they're probably the two other things that I like to focus on with runners. We usually do, I usually do them separate. Um, they're not always in the gel, so I tend to focus on each thing individually. Um, unless we find a really cool product that does everything for someone and that's and it works for them. I'm like, woohoo, that's great. There's one less thing to think about, um, especially if there's like, yeah, caffeine in the gel or something. Um, but yeah, I have done a whole post on my Instagram that's sort of summarizing all the different brands, all the different carb contents, what's what else is in them. Yeah, and then just like a quick, the last little quick tip I would say is uh, from the recovery nutrition side of things. I think it's almost a bit underrated because again, like you do the run, but that's not where the adaptations happen and the adaptations are the things that help you get better. So you, you go and do the training session, you push yourself pretty hard or, you know, you just train however you want to train. That's not when you get better. It's the afterwards is when you get better. So you could train as hard as you want, but if you don't recover well, it doesn't really matter because um, you didn't recover well. So uh, that's when nutrition's obviously super important. That's when things like sleep and rest are really important. So you have to give your body some time to actually do this recovery properly before your next run. Otherwise, it just won't be ready and you'll start to overtrain. Um, you need to have plenty of sleep because that's where a lot of this good recovery comes in, um, especially with the muscle repair side of things. Um, and the nutrition, like, absolutely so important because this is like the building blocks for our muscles and um, all the little different proteins and stuff in our body. Um, they all rely on 
the nutrition side of things and, and getting the glycogen back in your body for your next run. Um, so yeah, I do like to make sure everyone's, there's like a couple of, there's a couple of different ways you can talk about this, but um, there's like the three R's, um, rehydrate, repair and replenish. So rehydrate with some water and a bit of electrolytes, replenish, that's for your carbohydrates and make sure you've got lots of carbs in that next meal that you're going to have. Um, and then repair with protein. So you want to get a pretty decent hit of protein soon after you run to help that muscle recovery and repair. So like around 30 grams of protein for most people is pretty reasonable. Yeah, I love a smoothie after a run. I feel like it's so easy, especially because some people don't have much of an appetite because that blood flow is still not really in their gut yet. So having something like a smoothie, it's so easy to do. It's like you just blend, you know, your protein powder or yogurt, some fruit, um, fluid in there if you put water or I'd prefer to put you put milk in there or something um and maybe some healthy fats with some peanut butter or chia or something um and so easy to get that down really quickly and then you just go to bed or whatever you're going to do for the rest of the day or go to work or just um yeah you've, you've done your recovery nutrition really well and obviously you feel continue to feel the rest of the day but that's a really good um strategy for a lot of runners who just yeah want to get their recovery nutrition right it works super well they're probably my three tips right like getting the pre-trained nutrition trying some gels and stuff for your intra training um and then like definitely getting that recovery nutrition on point because that one really matters a lot as well yeah i love that yeah no and i guess what i was hearing a lot from that was this whole aspect of giving things a go and training i guess your gut to see what works because if you are signing up to so many races or even just going for weekly runs or daily runs you uh don't want to try something new on the event day or no that's it thing yeah okay and um what would you say in your practice or when you're seeing clients the common mistake is i think one of the most common mistakes i see my clients make is they're just not eating regularly enough um and that can be for a variety of reasons like it, sometimes obviously when you talk to the client like they're obviously not eating regularly you want to dip into why because there can be so many reasons and maybe they are trying to lose weight or something like that um and i think skipping meals is the answer for that um or maybe they are having you know really low appetite after runs and stuff so they're just not having that meal Maybe they, I, I see people who do shift work or have really strange work schedules or uni schedules and they just don't have time uh, or they feel like they don't have time. Um, so they're all tricky, but that's where, like, I feel like I've got some good strategies um, in place to help with those kinds of situations. Like I said, the smoothie is such an easy one for runners after their run, like, to just get it in quickly. And you can prep some of that stuff in advance. So, um, or even, even easier than that, like, grabbing a ready-made like protein drink, like an up and go or um, rope shake and a, and a muesli bar and a banana or something. Um, it doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be like this perfect um, post-nutrition meal where you're just sort of cooking up a bunch of stuff. Um, it can be really simple. And I find like liquid stuff does sit a lot better for runners after, after a training session. Um, so yeah, trying to eat regularly, it will help so much from getting like enough nutrients in, enough calories in, enough protein in spread out across the day and it will ha help recovery so much. So you'll end up being a better runner because of that. Um, it's not just runners that do that too. Like it's, I feel like so many people struggle with, um, not eating regularly and there's 
yeah, it's it's worth it if you can get it right and um, make the time, have a break and or find some easy things to take with you that don't take much prep if that's your struggle as well. Sammy, I just had a question going back a bit to your um, chat about the gels and I guess having to train your gut to, I guess, like accept the, the gels that you're having throughout your run. And I know everyone's gut is obviously different and everyone tolerates things differently. Is there like a time frame that you would say it kind of takes to train your gut to be able to tolerate that thing, whether it's, you know, it's an X amount of like weeks or do you think it's like a month's thing or what? Can you chat a bit more about that? Yeah, that's good. All right. So what happens when we have the gels is, is that there's actually a few things that go on. Um, the first thing that happens is the physical feeling of having the gel in your stomach. The more you practice that, the better accustomed your body is to that, that actual feeling. So it doesn't feel as full anymore. You don't get as much um, of that bloated kind of fullness feeling. So that tends to reduce just from your body getting accustomed to it. Um, the other things that happen though, your body actually increases in the amount of glucose transporters that are in the like small intestine, majority of them are in the small intestine. So they are the things that actually take that glucose that gets, it gets a little bit digested in the stomach and then a little bit gets absorbed in the stomach and then majority of it in the small intestine. And there are increased amounts and the capacity to actually move that glucose from the stomach and the intestines into the bloodstream increases. So that takes time. Like that can take, for some people, can take two to four weeks. I've seen people struggle and it takes like eight weeks to increase in the amount of gels um, that we have. But it's super, super individual. Some people just have a better capacity to begin with. Some people it takes a long time. But that's stuff they have studied and that people who do start off with very small amounts can increase up to like the elite Triath, uh, elite, sorry, trail runners are having up to 120 grams of carbs per hour, which is nuts to me because that's like having three or four gels an hour, which is just nuts. Um, and they could do that on the hour, every hour. Like it, they're just repeatedly doing that over and over and over for hours. Um, but for a lot of runners, if they are starting out with this, like you do want to aim for maybe just initially getting that 20 or 30 grams in an hour. Um, but if you're going for like a half marathon distance, that's really common for people to be, um, you know, doing the gels and stuff because it's sort of like 90 minute um, up to two hours plus sort of um, time frame. Um, but yeah, that's like 30 to 60 grams an hour would be the ideal kind of dose. Like if you can get up to that 60, I mean, fantastic. Um, but when we look at marathoners, um, especially males, you probably want to get them up towards the 90 grams an hour. Um, females like 60 is still pretty good. Um, but even if they can get up to the 90, I'm pretty stoked with that as well. And I do have some runners that are doing the 90 grams an hour, um, throughout the whole marathon and they feel awesome. It's really cool. <laughs> um, yeah, there's also like, I guess you can include things like, um, if gels don't feel awesome, like you can try things like lolly snakes or cliff blocks. They're like a little chew, um, that, it's pretty much just got the same carbohydrates in it, but it's just in a different form, like a gummy, chewy form. Um, some people, that sits a little bit better for them. Um, it's got the same effects. It digests pretty much just as quickly. Um, it's just in that 
kind of gummy form. Um, or for some people, they like having um, carbs in their liquid, so in with their hydration and electrolytes as well, uh, which is a really good option, especially if you've got you're able to like carry one of those. Um, have a flask with you or have a vest on and you can put a lot of your carbs and water and hydro like any electrolytes all in one thing um which is super helpful um and a lot of people can tolerate the liquid version really well as well but yeah most of the time you do do you want to get a gel in here or there just to get for those carbohydrate requirements if you're aiming for like that 60 or 90 gram amount you're probably gonna have to have a gel or all those gummy things um to get there as well but yeah, it takes, takes a bit of time. Um, everyone's individual. Um, I've seen some people, yeah, improve in like just two weeks and then some people can take like four or eight weeks. I'd probably give like the eight-week time frame um, from starting. Like if someone's got a race in eight weeks, like we are definitely starting at least minimum like eight weeks out, if not like I'd go longer out um, just to get them really used to it. Um, yeah, because it can take some time. <laughs> Did you want to add anything else around supplements or other food sort of tips? Yeah, I'd say like if if you are a runner, like the from all the supplement side of things, the things you do want to think about are definitely your, your carbs. So are you getting in your, your gels, your shoes or any other, like if it's a liquid form, like in your carbohydrate powders and stuff. You definitely want to tick off, are you having hydration? Because I think Everyone just goes, yeah, like I just sip on some water. I'm like, no, some people are literally sweating like a litre plus an hour. Um, you need to be focusing on hydration because dehydration is where we run into actually some pretty serious health risks. Um, like there's people that do get dehydrated and it can cause like heart cardiac related issues. And we're just, we don't want to go anywhere near that <laughs> clearly because um, your blood pressure can drop really low if you lose too much sweat. Um, so actually it's, it's pretty serious. Like if people are like running a marathon and not drinking water, like they will not feel very well and there is a pretty high risk there for um, dehydration. So we're definitely going to be, that's what I look at with my clients is like a bit around their hydration, make sure they're getting enough. Um, and their electrolytes, that's super individual. Some people are super salty sweaters. Some people, there's like not sweating much salt at all. Most people, they just like can tell that. Um, you can go get some like electrolyte testing and stuff done. Um, but most people are just kind of ask about that. And yeah, we pick an electrolyte, we try it out. Um, there's little like salt tablets that you can take or you can get the electrolytes like they have in some um, water bottles and stuff. So there's different variations of that. Um, and then caffeine is probably the last one that, um, oh, actually second last, um, caffeine is probably one that we can take before runs and it will make you feel better on the run. Um, it tends to reduce the RPE. So it makes the exercise feel easier, which who doesn't want that? Um, and there's so many different forms. Like you can see, you can have a coffee, um, you can have like a no-dos or, uh, like a chew, uh, sorry. Yeah. There are gum. Um, and there's also strips big disclaimer warning there like don't um overdo it and definitely try smaller amounts and, and ease up because you don't want to um also do anything risky there with caffeine and then lucky 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 last is our beetroot juice or nitrates which i'm a big big fan of uh, they have quite a bit of evidence for them for improving the vasodilation or the like how wide the blood vessels are which is really cool for yeah so it's literally just beetroot juice which is awesome they concentrate it so 
you're having the equivalent of like half a kilo of beetroots in like a 70 mil little bottle. Um, I've used them plenty of times. They do not taste beautiful. They taste uh, a bit like watery tomato sauce for me, uh, which isn't super delicious, but it's worth it. Um, they basically, because of that vasodilation, they are helping to keep your blood pressure a little bit lower and keep your heart rate a little bit lower, which makes the exercise feel a bit easier. Um, so it does reduce the RPE. And it also, I mean, it's helping your blood flow, um, like it's helping your blood get around your body a little bit easier. So you've got more oxygen carrying capacity in your blood and it's it's just making the whole exercise and that whole aerobic performance side of things just a whole lot easier. But it's cool because it's beetroot. I'm like, that's so fun. And yeah, it's got plenty of evidence around it um, to say that it's it's worthwhile to try if you're interested to try. Yeah, that's supplement wise, supplement 101 for running <laughs> for me. Something that I wanted to add as well as a question to you, Sammy, is perhaps when you might feel that people are taking running a bit too far and perhaps overtraining or what are you kind of thinking are the red flags when it comes to performance or exercise that I know as a dietitian you're probably very aware of? Yeah, that's a good one. So, yeah, it's it's unfortunately like it's pretty common, um, some of this overtraining or undernutrition stuff. Um, and I think a lot of that does stem from like there can be it can be a lot of different reasons. There's, yeah, maybe we'll, like the different reasons are whatever they might be but like a relationship with food and relationship with body are a huge big part of that um I feel like it's it's really at the core of a lot of those things so it's nice when people can take some of their fixation around like if, if they're trying to look a certain way um take that away from the goal and put it more towards something like a performance-based goal or you know how is that movement making you feel um that just tends to do so much better and i find the clients that do really well with me who i work with that that come to me and they're yeah under fueling or overtraining. if we can switch their focus less around that body image side of things like what what they look like that being the goal to that performance based or how they're feeling um they just do so much better and they just feel so much better every day and they get excited to train um these people as well and they they start to focus on that they they want to eat more because they know how much better they feel when they eat more. And it's, it's not about um, what they look like anymore. And it's, yeah, it's feeling good. It's performing better. Um, and then yeah, get clients who, you know, came to me without a period and then they are getting their periods back, um, which is so cool. Or even just, um, yeah, they're gaining more muscle back because maybe they were just not giving their body enough fuel to even, build and repair that muscle um, from all their training. Um, they can sleep better. Um, they just have more energy in the day. And I'm like, who doesn't want that? <laughs> um, so, yeah, the, I guess the red flags are like if, if that relationship with food or your relationship with your body, um, you, if you know it could be improved, like if you a lot of those thoughts and feelings you have about those things are super negative, like you feel guilty or bad about any of those things or you, you know, you're constantly body checking um, or avoiding um, even there's another one with body image stuff. Yeah. It's, it's probably worth speaking to a professional. It's probably worth having a chat and like, that's what my job is, is switching that mentality um, to something that's a lot more positive and refocusing on a different goal that actually has a lot more meaning to their life anyway and makes them feel better. Um, 
but yeah, the, those red flags are if, if anyone's like, yeah, not having a period or um, that's a huge one, even if you're getting sick all the time, not recovering from injuries or you, you're getting injuries, especially like stress fractures in runners is super common. Um, yeah, just sleeping really poorly, um, you're not getting better in your training sessions. They, they are just some definite huge red flags to look out for. Um, to go talk to someone and get it sorted and then check in with yourself around your body image and relationship with food because yeah, if they could get better it's, it would 100% be worthwhile talking to someone to get some input to help you out there um I hope that's helpful I think yeah I see a lot of clients with struggling with that and it's um it's it's pretty common unfortunately and I think it is getting better though um thank goodness but I think slowly the there is some good energy coming in online and social media and stuff because that's where a lot of this information gets to people and I think it is getting better. And you guys are doing a good, big part of that as well, I think. Um, hopefully I'm sharing some good stuff too to make it a happier place for everyone. <laughs> um, okay, so I think that that's pretty much all of our questions that we had for you today, Sammy. So thank you for answering all of those. Um, now is your little chance to add anything else you want to add, promote anything that you want to promote. We know that you've got a run club. I do. Um, so, yeah, if anyone's not already following me, hopefully you would, wouldn't mind a follow after this or you, if you like me or if you are interested in running. I guess that's why you're listening to this. Um, but I'm nourished by Sammy on Instagram. That's nourished.by.sammy and yeah I post all different kinds of stuff around like these supplements um just some extra little tips about running um a bit of recipes and stuff a bit about relationship with food so they're all my kinds of areas and I post in there pretty much um a couple times a week I'm always on the stories um and yeah super recently we've just started uh I've just started a run club so we just had our second run today which was so cool and I had um it was great because there was so many people that um, I didn't know that um, followed me on Instagram and they came and I was just like, I don't know, I got to meet new people. There wasn't any of my like normal friend group there. So um, it was actually good because I, then I got to put a lot of attention um, and chatted to these girls and um, it was so, yeah, it was so nice. So at the moment, um, still tossing up stuff with like names and branding and all that stuff, but which is like, I mean, I'm just a bit... Um, indecisive about things a bit of a perfectionist <laughs> which is a struggle but um you couldn't find it at the moment on instagram um as nourished running group or nrg if you search that up you'll probably find it so just started posting on there that's a new account and i'll continue to post updates on my own instagram and on there as well and yeah we'll see what's coming because that that little run group basically my vision is for it um it's just to get like I want to get people who, who really like running and they like running um, with a little bit of purpose or a little bit of a performance goal in mind. It doesn't have to be, but that's that's kind of what I'm hoping to get out of this. I want people to feel like they've got a bit of structure or just a bit of, you know, they want to ask me questions about nutrition and stuff or, yeah, just, just come for some good vibes as well. <laughs> um, but it is a loop, so if anyone does like, shorter distance they can always just meet us back at the end um but at the moment it's just been a 5k but i'm looking to have it as a bit of a like some variations in there so some runs being a little bit longer than that some being have some little tempo things in there um and that's 
yeah, to help with training for like half marathons and the marathons that a few people I know um, have signed up for. But it's also just like we've got people that are like, my sister's going to come and she's, she doesn't run, but she's going to come run. <laughs> like she's never run in her life, but she's going to come one day. Um, and yeah, like just, um, just for good chat as well. And um, we have a little coffee at the end and um, stuff, but there's a lot of really nice, like one of people that I've met so far and it's, it's actually really cool. Um, so if you're, and I think you guys are about this too, like making friends in your like twenties and stuff, like it's such a good opportunity with the run clubs. Um, if you want to get your riz on, you can, I guess, but like my run club so far has just been good chats. Um, and <laughs> bit of, um, yeah, just some friendly chats and stuff like that. But um, yeah, of course, like that's, that's another thing that it's just a new way to meet people as well. And I think, um, yeah, like we're all just there for a good time, good chat, um, bit of coffee. It's a good way to start a Tuesday. And that's in Brisbane. Um, just for everyone who wants to come. But, yeah, it's in Brisbane. We start at Joey's at around um, quarter past five. We all meet up and run at 5.30 at the moment. Yeah, that's that's probably a bit from me with all that sort of things. Yeah, cool. All right, awesome. Well, I am sure to hop along to that run club very soon after my injury rehab finishes up. But um, thank you so much, Sammy, for hopping on. I know, obviously, we're we're both friends with you so it's really cute to talk with you today but we're really appreciative of your expertise and I think our listeners are going to really appreciate all your knowledge that you've shared with us today I definitely can attest to all of um, Sammy's posts online so she does create some amazing infographics and I guess you could even say like fact sheets around um, all sorts of food related um, tips, especially regards to her like to performance goals, um, but an excellent person to follow online. So if you haven't already, um, please give Sammy a follow. I will put all the details in the show notes for where to find her. And if you are local in Brisbane, definitely hop along to the Run Club. Thank you, George. Thanks, Alex. Well, we'll wrap it up there, and perhaps we'll get you on a bit later to talk about another topic, possibly. But thank you so much. Oh, sure. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Hello, guys. Just me popping in at the end to give a bit of an update. Sammy was talking about that she was still deciding on names for her run club. It is now called the Rerun Club. So if you do want to know more information, still head through to her Instagram. You can find all the details there, which I will put on the show notes. So if you have any questions, shoot them through to Sammy directly and she'll be happy to answer all of them. This podcast was recorded on Gubby Gubby Land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land.